Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. And if you're ready to live life on purpose in your God-given gifts, strengths, and identity without sacrificing family, home, self, and soul care, then you've come to the right place. But first and foremost, we want to make sure we're seeking the steadfast, loving kindness and peace that surpasses understanding from Jesus Christ. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I have a very special friend with me here today. No, it's not my husband this time. but it is my good friend, Audrey Grove. And before we get into this, I want to share with you guys that this is probably the fourth time Audrey and I have had basically the same conversation. <laughs> we had it initially just in casual conversation. And then we had a conversation about sharing this on the podcast. And a few weeks ago, we actually recorded this podcast episode and it was nowhere. It did not download to my computer. It did not download to my account. And so I do not know what happened to it, but here we are again, sharing this with you guys, because it's a very important topic and something that we feel like needs to be discussed, but also addressed. And so Audrey is a spiritual wellness coach and Christian yoga teacher. She helps women live in their God-given purpose in fullness. And Audrey, I would like you to introduce yourself and let us know anything you would like us to know about you before we get started. Oh, thanks, Sasha. And before I do, thanks for being here and thanks for your voice and for sharing it with the world. I know uh, just being your friend has added so much value to my life and my heart. So I just thank you on behalf of all the listeners out there, including myself, because I have enjoyed your podcast as well. So hi, everyone. Like she said, my name is Audrey. I live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan with my husband and our two cats. I'm a bit of a crazy cat lady. Uh, So that's one fun fact about me. (laughs) But I am all about um, spiritual wellness. And it was in 2020 that God really laid on my heart that the church is kind of missing a big portion of wellness. We focus so much on the spirit. Um, A lot of times we'll focus on our thoughts. Sometimes we'll focus on our feelings, but we're totally neglecting our body and the movement aspect. And God really called me to step out and fill that void. And so I trained as a yoga teacher. Uh, So I teach uh, Bible-based classes, but I also incorporate movement and yoga and meditation all on God's word into my coaching. And I love to coach women to live out their purpose in in a full way, not a half-hearted way, not a way that is crushed or distracted by self-doubt or discouragement, but a full way where they can fully love God, love themselves and love others. So that's what, that's what I'm all about. Love, love, love it. So Audrey is also a podcast host. So if you are listening to this, you're probably a fan of podcasts and I strongly encourage you to check out two of her podcasts. Actually, she has two podcasts, one of which is start with scripture where she shares just bite-sized snippets, like usually 10 minutes or less of scripture reading and application every day 
six days a week, you guys. It's perfect for fitting God's word into your mom life. And I find so much goodness in what she has to share. And I am a huge fan. So start with scripture anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then the other one is Hesed Heart Meditations. And it's one that I neglected to listen to for many months. I was just all about the start with scripture podcast, but the Hesed Heart Meditations has been a really beautiful thing in my life to just allow me space to sit in the present moment, to, to recognize and be in touch with my body, to meditate on this passage of God's word to sit in silence and be with him. And she's actually going through this whole, I am affirmations with God's word, which is like totally resonates with my mission and my message and coaching system and planner and all of this. So I am fangirling on that hard. So start with scripture or Hesed heart meditations. Um, they're both a really beautiful way to connect with Audrey, but more importantly, connect with God's word. So definitely check those out today. We are going to be having a conversation about, um, about the church. And and we're talking like big picture, the church, at least American church. I can't speak for church, um, in other countries of the world right now, but from what we've seen and experienced in the American church, we feel like there's a big lack of discipleship and mentorship. And Audrey, would you like to kind of start us off and yeah, absolutely. your thoughts? So I definitely think, that the church is lacking. Like I shared before, I think we're lacking not only in addressing movement, which I think is a really key area of our well-being, but we're also lacking not just plain and simple discipleship and mentorship, which is so crystal clear in the Bible, right? We want to build up, especially new believers, but also other believers, right? Who have been believers for a long time and who maybe are ready to grow. We don't see a whole lot of that in a lot of churches. But the other thing too, is we're not seeing mentorship around our uniqueness. And I think that's a really big thing is that rather than the church accepting us for our really unique gifts that God gave us individually, he gave us intentionally. It seems like so often the church is trying to make us fit into a box of what the church should look like, what a church member should look like, what service should look like. And actually in my podcast and the meditation uh, podcast as well, start with scripture and Hesed Heart Meditation, we've been going through 1 Corinthians and um, this verse stood out to me. So I just wanted to share it with you. It's in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4 and I'm reading from the ESV. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in every one. And then a few verses later in verse 11, it says, all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Like we see so crystal clearly that we are all unique. We all have unique gifts. And yet when it comes to being mentored in the church and built up, not just in God's word, but in living out our purpose, it feels like there really is a huge hole and this huge gap where it's just being missed. And honestly, our gifts, our callings, our passions in Christ, they're not being, in a sense, capitalized on for God's kingdom. And that's, that's really sad. And that's really hard as well. Amen. I completely agree. I, 
I've experienced this firsthand in multiple different churches that I've been to. And I feel like it's a, it's really a disservice to the kingdom. If you think about it, because we're not asking people to, to serve in their strengths and their best capacity doing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, living in their giftings and performing the services and activities that would really have the greatest impact. We're asking people to serve in the activities that we think they should be in Mm -hmm. or, or that we need most right now. and. I just have so many thoughts flowing through my head that it's difficult <laughs> to keep them straight, but I just love that passage. And, and I know I just listened to the, I am unique, um, mm-hmm. and I am gifted in the Hesed heart meditations the other day and the, the gifts and service and activities, there's a variety of, mm-hmm. but it's for one Lord. It is all to serve the kingdom. And so whether your gift, which is, is not mine truly is, um, is sitting with somebody in the hospital mm-hmm. and ministering to them while they're extremely sick or, or maybe in their final days. Um, if that's your gift and that's where you are going to serve God and the kingdom the best, then, then I'm all for that. Like my, my gifts are totally different and, and Audrey's gifts are totally different. And, and I just love that we're allowed to be unique. We're allowed to be different. And, and God actually created us that way. We are hands and feet and ears and nose and eyes. We're all different parts of the body and how boring would life be in the church be if we were, if we were just all ears or all eyeballs, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And it's really hard too, because if we feel like we're getting almost like put into a box where we're not living authentically, how God calls us to live, at least not fully. Right. And that's, that's a struggle because we want to be living for Christ, living how he calls us to, regardless of what the, the overarching church culture says we should do or our actual, you know, country's culture, we should be following Christ regardless of that. And I think that's what we've talked about in the past where it's, it's so hard to sometimes feel like you can live authentically in the church, which is not how it should be. And it can feel really hard to grow in that when there is a lack of mentorship or discipleship, especially one that takes into mind your, your uniqueness and your passions and your callings that God's given you. Absolutely. And I know I have people pleaser tendencies <laughs> like crazy. Every time I think I've, I've conquered this demon, it comes back up and roars its ugly head. And I know it's something that a lot of women today, uh, struggle with. And I feel like that's been something that's been difficult for me in, in the church or just even being a believer, um, and, and a follower of Christ is that we're constantly going to see an opportunity to serve. There is never going to be a day where we do not see or experience somebody or some event or some organization in need of something. And I feel like with 
peer pressure and people please their tendencies, it's very easy to just be like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And fall in line versus taking a moment to think about our yes before we give it and think about, is this in line with my gifts? Is this service or activity what God is calling me to do? Is it really what's most pleasing to the Lord with my life and my time and the season I'm living in? Or is this an opportunity that may be better served allowing somebody else to fill that space? Mm -hmm. So while I find those to be really important questions to ask, even I can still get caught up in seeing the needs or, or, you know, being asked a question. And just a few weeks ago, I had this and Audrey, I know you've had similar experiences Mm -hmm. before where the pastor of our church came and asked me if I would be interested in overseeing the Thanksgiving fellowship and feast that we have every year. And it was one of my first years in the church that I attend now that I volunteered to do that because I saw a need and I was a people pleaser. And then I ran it the following year. And I think, uh, the third year I didn't. And so it's been operated by somebody else in the years between, but it's coming up, you know, in about a month. And for one, I'm not going to be here for Thanksgiving. So that was a very easy no, (laughs) but at the same time, it's been something I've thought about time and time again, where it's like, oh, there's a need. It is a strength of mine. I could, I could fill it. But I also know that looking at the season that I have right now, looking at the other activities and acts of service, God is calling me to looking at my, my gifts and my purposes overarching and in this season, it's not in my best interest, nor my family's best interest to do it. And so I think it's really important to sit down and take the time to think before making a decision and how you're going to serve and what activities you're going to participate in. Absolutely. Because that's something, like you said, that I wrestled with a lot this year. And I have to say, I'm really thankful for the church that we have found. And trust me, it was a long process finding a church, but they're, they're trying to branch out into more discipleship and, you know, they are trying to include more people, but I had a few situations come up where they asked me to step into something. And like you said, it might be something you're good at. It might be something you could do well, but just because you could do it well, doesn't mean you're called to do it right now. And and that was something I've had to wrestle with. Um, and, and something that I think a lot of churches out there, at least in past experiences, thankfully not current experiences, they tend to get a little bit pushy (laughs) and they can get a little bit, um, almost like offended if you, if you say no. Um, and that's really, really hard. And that's where like, we need to have this healthy mentorship mentorship that balances right wise counsel and and encouraging you to use your gifts with this understanding and acceptance of who you are and that you have a personal choice and that you have personal callings and that your season where you're at just like you're saying might not be convenient for everyone else but that's still your season and and you can still make the choices that you're feeling god calling you to make and ideally find a church who is supportive of that or even better start to bring that supportive attitude to your church, start Mm. to bring that. um, Maybe it's not even mentorship. Maybe it is just like peer to peer, start to bring that support and that voice 
to your church to, to start making that impact because other people, even if they've been in the church for years and years and years, and they've stuffed their gifts down and they've gone into people pleasing and they've said yes to all the things deep down, they still want to be seen and heard and validated. And they still also want the things that you're going to want. And so if you're able to step out and bring that into your church, again, maybe it's not even in a mentorship place, but just to mutually build up and encourage your church members in this, that they're unique. And sometimes, sometimes you can be that voice by saying no, which I think is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And after I had said no to this Thanksgiving thing, um, I was asked, well, do you know anybody else? And, um, and I had mentioned one person that I thought maybe, and then she had talked to me a few days later saying she was asked and she's like, I just don't know. And so I gave her a little bit of, of background of what it was like leading this and, and talked to her a little bit and, and just sat and listened to, to her verbally processing the mm -hmm. idea and conversation that she shared about with her husband in regards to it. And, and it sounded like she was considering saying yes, but it was because she was asked because she was thought of. And that makes us feel really special and really important when, when somebody thinks of us and asks us like, Hey, I think you would be great at this, but in all of the, the processing and, and listening to her share about it, I'm like, I don't think you should based off of everything that you shared, because it's not going to be a blessing to you. And it's not really, it's not really going to be a way for you to bless if you're doing it almost out of obligation. And if you're doing mm -hmm. it from a place of like, oh, well, this is what they need for me. So I'm going to do it. Like there's a totally different energy. And mm -hmm. I think it's really important that, um, not that in any activities or services that we provide that, that we should live burden free. Like scripture yeah. does not say we're going to live without burden, without suffering, especially when we're serving God's kingdom, but keeping in mind that when we do step forward to serve, it should be a blessing to our soul mm -hmm. in whatever capacity we are giving. It should be out of a place of, of wanting to love and serve God and others. Um, and that, that in itself is a blessing to us. Um, so I hope that makes sense the way that I oh, absolutely. explained that. Yeah. It's so interesting because I can see you're pulling that out of your brain and Paul in first Corinthians had the exact same thing, right? Cause there's chapter 12 that we read from all about the gifts. And then there's chapter 13, the famous love passage. And he's basically saying like, you need the love, you need the love underneath the whole love is patient. Love is kind. That really famous verse ties back to his conversation about spiritual gifts. So you're like, exactly saying what scripture says. So I think that's really awesome. <laughs> Speaking of scripture, that's one thing I really wanted to point out in this conversation and, and kind of bring it back, um, a little bit in that I feel like it's really, really important to be in scripture, to be in the word and to be in prayer because Audrey and I are on the same page when it's not about a relationship with the church. It's not about a relationship with your, your home church or the church global. It's about yeah. your relationship with God. And I think it comes back to that. If you are feeling called to do something, to step out, to, 
go on a mission to whatever it is that you believe God is calling you to, and you have taken that up against scripture, you have taken that up in prayer. There are times that you're going to be stepping out of one, your comfort zone, but also other people's comfort zone, the box that they have you in of, of who you are. And one of the things we really want to talk about today is how important it is to be obedient to God in those moments and not be so much as worried about like what, what the church or your local church, or even people in your life might have to say about that. Because if you're not fitting in a box that, that is the idea somebody else has for you, it can often cause this. I don't even know how to put words to it, but not necessarily strife or contention, but just it shows you in a different light, which will then show them in a different light. And it's just difficult for a lot of people to grow outside of boxes. Mm -hmm. So Audrey, did you have anything that you wanted to share? Yeah. In terms of that? Of course. Absolutely. I think we often get, do get scared because you're just, you're exactly right. When we do step out and do something that the Lord is calling us to do, that's unique. That's maybe different that like we were saying, we need to live authentically regardless of the culture, whether it's the culture of the church or the culture of society, because when we Mm. do live differently than that, like you're saying, people have a reaction and a response and there is pushback, right? There's pushback and we need to boldly step out and, and do the thing, whether that's saying no, sometimes saying no is really hard. And that's one of the boldest things you can do. Sometimes being bold is doing something completely different, like you're saying, and it's doing it even in the face of the pushback that you may receive. And a lot of times people aren't necessarily pushing back to be total jerks, right? (laughs) They're pushing back out of just a natural reaction, right? They just react. It's something they've never seen before. Maybe they're scared of it. Maybe it makes them uncomfortable, like you said. But that doesn't change the fact that we should boldly pursue God's calling, even if there's going to be pushback. Because, I mean, we see Jesus, right, in the Bible. He had pushback all the time. And I think the last time we recorded this, Sasha, you said something and you're like, yeah, if God himself received pushback, how can we like expect any different? And I think that is so true that, I mean, it's almost to be expected as we are, in a sense, setting our boundaries around what we're called to do. And sometimes that means saying no to some things. And that means saying yes to other things. And those aren't always going to be super popular decisions. I mean, Jesus wasn't popular with the religious people at all. So (laughs) exactly. And, you know, you saying that I was like, well, yeah, the world hated him, you know, and, and gave him a lot of pushback, but also I think about, there were a lot of times that the disciples, I feel like questioned, Mm -hmm. you know, what he was saying or what he was choosing to do and lead them into, And, and I think it's, we have to be very careful in that and whether we're questioning what God's word says or what convictions God is giving us specifically or, or what we feel like he is calling us into and instead focusing on the world or, or what the church will say or whatever else. Yeah, absolutely. Speak of one example for that. Actually, I was just on a, um, a Christian chat. I volunteer as a coach on this chat to share the gospel with people. And, um, this woman was very concerned about how men were treating her. And she was like, well, the church is the exact same way. God is the exact same way. 
And I was like, well, no, let's look at the example of the woman at the well. And that's one example where Jesus reached out to her and his disciples were like, whoa, dude, why are we talking to that lady? What is going on? You should not be talking to her. Like, that's a no-no, man. Should not be doing that. Like, they pushed back because they were in their own little box, right? And they mm-hmm. didn't want to see Jesus go out of that. And so that's just like the perfect example of how, you know, Jesus, first of all, he sees people as people, not about what culture tells us, not about what they look like on the outside. He sees people as people. And sometimes there is pushback, even from the most well-meaning people, right? And that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it just because people will get uncomfortable. Absolutely. And he sees people for people, but I think he also sees people for their potential. Oh, yeah. Like he sees far further into the future and far greater things in us than, than we see in ourselves. And oftentimes the people closest to us can see in us. And I, I appreciate that you brought that up because sex is one of the things that I was going to talk about, not like the act of sex, but like the gender. Um, and I feel like sometimes the church can get pigeon, pigeonholed into these roles of like, this is a role for men to do. And this is a role for women to do. And while I do think that there are boundaries in that, that God provides, um, I feel like we can even get caught up in this, this idea of like, you know, the Pharisees and growing the law greater than, than what it's meant to be. But, um, keeping in mind that if, if God has given you gifts and a passion for something that is primarily a role that men would fill, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Like you're allowed to be on the tech team (laughs) as a woman, you know, and, and you're allowed to fulfill creative duties at the church and, and help decorate it or whatever else. If you are a man, like, just keeping that in mind, it's something that I feel like God was pressing on me, like that the church, I feel like can get into pigeonholing into those boxes as well. And to be mindful of what is God calling you to do and what are the gifts that he has given you? For sure. And something we had talked about on our last recording on the podcast. I'm so sorry y'all missed it. It was really good. <laughs> right. It was, <laughs> but we had said the statement, be bold to bless. Right. And so whether that is fulfilling a different role than is the norm in your church, uh, whether that is saying no to something, whether that is doing something different, whether that's just stepping into an area that makes you uncomfortable, your boldness, if you're following God's call. Right. And, and on a side note, we also want to make sure we're not following our own call because Mm -hmm. that's also a very dangerous role. And that's where we need a good balance of wise counsel. But if you're stepping into the boldness of God's call, you're going to bless not only yourself, right? It's going to be a blessing to you. God's going to grow you, but you're going to bless others. And so it's like, don't let the fear of making someone uncomfortable make you play small because the world needs your boldness. God wants to use your boldness in the kingdom in order to bless others. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. And in, in this, like we've been talking about a lot about gifts and purpose and and the gifts God is giving you. And one thing that I feel like God has really shown me in my life is it's the gifts that he's given us, but also the experiences that he's allowed us to have mm-hmm. and walked us through in life that I think are really important here and not to be overlooked. Yeah. And there are things that I have experienced in this life that very few people in like my local church body have ever even come close to experiencing. Mm. 
And so, and this is nothing against them. This is, this is incredible that they have not experienced some of these things, right? It is God's hands of protection over their lives in certain ways, but also some of them have experienced things that I have never experienced. And because of our experience in conjunction with our gifts, we're able to serve in ways that the next person is not able to. And it also gives us a unique perspective about what our hurting world needs. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I think right now I'm the, perhaps the only person at our local church that has attended or or that has, um, adopted infant Mm -hmm. domestic adoption and, and, the journey that we walked and our, our experience through that and in conjunction with my gifts gives me a unique perspective to serve this community or this demographic in a way that, that I don't know that anybody else at our church could. And so for me to step out and say, if I'm going to serve this community, who knows if my local church is going to rally behind that, you know, and it might be something that that's scary to consider, but being reminded that, that this uniqueness is from God. And if he is calling you to it, then we have to be really careful and allowing other people to, to talk down about that, or maybe get us to shy away from, from blessing others and stepping into this calling that God has for us. And again, just that being bold to bless, but I also want to give kind of like the flip side, right? Go, go completely 180 here and, and encourage you not to be deceived. Like Audrey had said, not leaning on ourself and our own feelings and, and just going willy nilly, um, listening to, to what, what culture says, whether it's church culture or just culture, culture, American culture, right. Or worldly culture. Um, it's still important to lean in and seek wise counsel and advisors. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really important. Whereas where like the discipleship aspect and the mentorship and the church comes in because it might not be, you know, church, big picture. It might be one person that you have in your church or your spouse or, um, a group of friends or even a coach that is willing to speak truth and love into you and tell you when you might be stepping out of line, not to just tell you things that are going to tickle your ears and agree with everything that you're saying and feeling at the moment, because there are times I have seen people or I I have had people come to me and tell me, well, you know, I'm going to do this over here, but they, they maybe didn't take the moment to sit down and think if this is from God, is God calling them to this, or or maybe should they stay put and they do it out of other reasons. So many different ones I can't even list right now, but they're not choosing to, to seek wise counsel. They're not choosing to rely on a group of advisors. It's their own understanding and their own feelings at that time, or, um, and here I am listing them, <laughs> shiny object syndrome, fear of missing out, like all these other things, um, or even getting pulled into this, um, this small group that maybe is 
is actually dividing them from God and dividing them from their church in almost a manipulative way. And I, and I want to share this warning because I feel like there are people who could, who could take what we're saying and living out your uniqueness and your gifts from God and not fitting in this box that the church wants you to fit in and go the complete opposite direction of what we're saying. And I have witnessed this, um, in friends and in friends of friends, um, that it has been more deception than leaning into your God-given gifts and uniqueness and what he is calling you to do. So remember to always address those things in prayer to check them up against scripture and just really rest on the assurance that we are made for fellowship and community and relationship. And it's important that if you don't have friends, if you don't have a mentor at your church, um, maybe if your spouse is not the most wise counsel in some of those things, like find a coach that you resonate with that, you know, is going to, to pray with you and for you, that is going to be that wise counsel in times of need, especially if you're going through a season where there's a lot of questioning or pivoting. Absolutely. Definitely about balance, right? Finding that balance about yourself, listening to God, and then also seeking wise counsel. And and the truth is too, that if you're seeking wise counsel, they might not always be telling you the right thing. And so it's okay to disagree with your wise counsel, but it's, it's not going to be harmful to go and ask them and to have that conversation because you're going to be thinking deeper about it. And if you're ever questioning, if you're ever afraid, if you're ever like, am I making the right step? Cause I know that that fear can pop in, <laughs> talk to God, get in his word, ask him. And if you don't have someone who is a friend, who is a mentor, who you can have these conversations with, ask God, ask God to bring someone into your life. Ask him to open your eyes to the opportunities that are around you because he is faithful and he is going to answer your prayers, especially when they are prayers that, that he invites us to in scripture and scripture does talk about wise counsel. Scripture does talk about, you know, living in our gifts. It talks about wisdom. And so if you are asking for those things, God is going to be faithful to answer you. So find that balance in your own life find that wise counsel and and always be like Sasha said, coming back to scripture, coming back to God in prayer. Absolutely. I actually had a friend have a friend that, that is very good at being this in my life. And I remember a time where she was like, well, Sasha, that's not really what God wants for you. Right. Like according to scripture and, and God's character, like, like the, the situation that I was in was, was just like, wait, she's right. You know? And I was just in a, in a moment where I was just like, so hung up in myself and my feelings and in my thoughts. And even those can be huge deceivers in our Mm -hmm. life. And so I think it's so incredibly important to have mentorship, to have wise counsel. And, and like Audrey said, pray for it. If, if you're feeling like you're lacking in that area and God will be faithful to provide. So are there any parting thoughts or anything you would like to leave our listeners with before we jump off today? Yeah. One thing that God actually just laid on my heart was that we want to be bold to bless, right? And so often we think about that and the Bible does tell us to, to focus, you know, on serving other people and not get so caught up in ourselves and puffing ourselves up. But at the same time, in order to bless others, in order to be bold, we also need to be healthy. And so we need to find a balance between focusing on others and serving others, 
but also on, on loving ourselves because God loves us. So often we're like, oh, we can't like self-love is so bad. It's like this whole thing that we like resist it, but we need to find the balance between loving ourselves so we can be healthy because from a healthy place, then we can better be bold to bless. Then we can better live out our purpose from an unhealthy place. That's not going to be sustainable, right? And, and God doesn't want us to be unhealthy in, in these ways. Not, not that things aren't going to happen in life, right? Not that sickness or, you know, whatever isn't going to happen, but God's desire for us is abundance here and now. It is a, a desire for us to live out our purpose. And in order to do that, we do need to focus on our own health and wellness. And so I would just encourage you to find that balance, find that balance between serving others and loving others and focusing on them and also loving yourself and you're preparing yourself in order that you can better be bold to bless others. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Preparing yourself to, to serve and perform these good works that God has called you to and God loves us. So I find it kind of sinful when we're not loving ourselves. I'm not saying like, just obsess and gush over yourself all the time and like, think of yourself more highly than others. But I totally agree with what, with what you shared, Audrey. I love that. Well, I, that was going to be my parting thoughts is just reminding you to be bold to bless. So thank you for saying that Audrey, where other than the start with scripture podcast and Hesed hard meditations, where can people find you if they want to connect with you or learn more about what you have to offer? Yeah, sure thing. So if you want to access, I've got links to my podcast, all my programs and whatnot on my website, that's hesedheart.com. So it's H-E-S-E-D heart.com. And hesed is the Hebrew word for steadfast love. If you're like, what is that strange word? <laughs> that's what it is. Um, so you can head to hesedheart.com or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. I've been loving TikTok lately at hesed.heart. And you can come connect with me. If there is anything you want to chat about, feel free to send me a message. I'm open to messages. I love connecting with new people. So definitely come find me at my website, hesedheart.com. Links to podcasts are there or at hesed.heart on all the social platforms. <laughs> all right. And I will definitely be dropping all of those links and that information in the show notes. So thank you so much, Audrey, for having this conversation with me and um, just sharing what God has placed on both of our hearts. Um, chances are Audrey is going to be on this podcast again, you guys, cause we, I just love her sweet voice and her sweet soul. And, um, we just have really great conversations together and yeah. So thanks again, Audrey, and we'll see you guys next week on the intentional abundant life. Hey mom friends, I want you to know that you are invited to the Intentional Abundance Co's Autumn Retreat. Yes, a retreat, a virtual retreat held from the comfort of your home or your favorite coffee shop right on Zoom. This retreat is designed to help busy moms find a moment for themselves, to become more aware more present, more intentional, and more peaceful. It's a soul refresh, a mindset adjustment, and we're going to be adding some tools to your belt for you to begin again. We're going to sit down and evaluate how you've been showing up in life, 
how it's affecting you and how you can step forward to a better you tomorrow. If you're interested, the link is in the show notes and I hope to see you there.